A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to the Crown Jewel Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamplett from What Culture, to review everything that happened on Saturday's Crown Jewel Premium Live event. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Monday Night Raw, but also SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2. But oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bigger quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet to review Crown Jewel from the weekend. And Michael Hamlet, was this the best Crown Jewel ever? Yeah, low bar, as that yeah. was to clear, obviously. Yeah, it was. I, it's worse It's worse when these shows are better. Uh, pray for the sad little podcaster <laughs> for how exactly to reconcile your thoughts on it, because uh, this was... Uh, this was to my taste in terms of a, a three-hour wrestling show. And I say three hours because I wasn't able to watch live. I took my children to a fireworks display. Uh, and then as soon as they went to bed, I got to watch fireworks display my own. We just, <laughs> we just like different kinds. We just like different kinds. So I wrapped this in about three hours. I think I shared 40 minutes with a few entrances clipped and the con- the constant videos. And I don't Always wish- throws me. I always think, oh my God, Charlotte Flair's coming back. Oh no, yeah. they just... Just a peacock video. I don't wish to watch the propaganda stuff. The whole thing is propaganda stuff. The be a star <laughs> videos and the like yeah. either. I don't need to see clips of a press conference where people are chanting MBS. I, mm. I just it gives gives me IBS if anything. <laughs> uh, it's I don't know how you I don't know how you do it. I just I don't know what the what the t- is it okay to say I like this show? I I I don't know. Is it there's that Reddit thing, isn't there? Am I the asshole? Yeah. Like am I am I the asshole if I thought this was good or not? Well, if you are, I'm right there with you um, because yeah. Titus O'Neil started the show, so I was like, "Cool, our best show of the year." I, d- I, I think I j- this is it, WWE is kind of the worst thing. I'd, I I came to a realization over the weekend, right? You know when so the Wednesday Night War starts, right? And you know, he's the joke, AW show, NXT show, and that. But like, there are certain like I guess tactics and techniques that favor one sort of taste and the other. And Cedric said this before about how uh, he'll just not watch a thing if he doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. It occurred to me when I was watching a um, video of looping Jeff Jarrett guitar shots. From, <laughs> Unsurprising. From the TNA era, right? I was just treating myself that over the weekend. And it occurred to me that I, as much as I love really great things, I think I like great things emerging from things that aren't great. Yeah. So a Jeff Jarrett guitar compilation from the worst of TNA. <laughs> uh like a, a ripper of an NXT match or a poppy entrance during a period where the brand is clearly going off the rails. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Matt Reigns posting pint pictures. 
There can be something good from something hideous, disgusting, and awful. And I think Crown Jewel might be like Crown Jewel 2022 might be that good thing mm. from this hideous, disgusting, and awful arrangement. And I lean specifically on, well, yeah, really pretty drones, mm. hideous, disgusting, awful inequality of wealth globally, because they looked unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. I dare say half of Logan Paul's head in drones might be able to wipe out half of the world's hunger. Yes. In terms of cost. And I, so I'm like, well, what do I, do I want like, do I want the pretty graphics that look like a computer, right? A digital version of Hogan Warrior, but it's real. They're actual helicopters in the sky. Or would I like people to be able to eat and have shelter? It's a, these are bigger questions than the ones that you started with. What did you think of the show, Hamlet? But that's always what I'm left with with these ones specifically. Yeah, exactly. I get where you're coming from with that. And uh, yeah, I felt bad. And then we got Titus and I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to come shamelessly into this, uh, into this entire premium live event. And it was a rough start, I'll say yeah. that. But I thought after the third match, this just really found its feet and, and just was... Was brilliant from then on, in my opinion. He continues to tell you that if if he says it's all right, you're allowed to think it's all right. Isn't he? He's okay. like such a cheat code for them, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Well, we'll build to the uh, sensational main oh. event uh, and start at the beginning of the show because it was the big lads, the first of the two big lads matches yeah. that um, opened this show. It was Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Um, me and Phil, when we reviewed this for uh, for what went down, basically said. They kind of just played the hits. The whole match went six minutes, mm. um, and it was just uh, Lashley sort of immediately was playing the, the heel in this match, sends Brock into the stairs. It's Brock selling the leg. He struggles. He does manage to get um, Bobby Lashley up for an F5 at one point, but there's spears early on. Then there's a fight back with, with Brock with suplexes. There's an F5. Um, there's someone going through the barricade, of course. Yeah. Um, and in the end... Um, it looks like Brock Lesnar is turning into a tomato in the hurt lock. <laughs> Maybe he's going to pass out. They did the, they did the classic three arm drops. Although for some reason on the third one they showed Brock Lesnar's face, so you couldn't really acknowledge the whole. <laughs> oh no, he's still he in did it. Scream something like "No, I don't give up" or something yeah. like that. He was really angry. At even the 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 mere idea that he would quit. I do like that as much as I love you know MMA influences on on my wrestling. Sometimes I do like the pageantry of the one. Yeah. Because no one's ever going to go, oh, three. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, but in the end, yes, uh, Brock tries and tries and then does his best Bret Hart impression. Yeah. Um, and Bobby Lashley's shoulders weren't down, but Bobby Lashley gets pinned, immediately attacks Brock afterwards, put him, put him in the hurt lock again, wrecks him. Brock Lesnar's tied it up at 1-1 between the two of them. They're inevitably going to run this one back. You could see what they were doing here. Uh, well, we talked about it in the previous, this feels like a WrestleMania mm-hmm. match, doesn't it, where you do the decide? Or at the very least, a sort of just-in-case well, I wonder you could you could have them enter the rumble and then eliminate each other. Ooh. Or you could have you could have the Shawn Michaels, Vader and Yokozuna cow tipping spot where they're both like wrestling over the ropes and someone much smaller, a Cody Rhodes, for example, or a Sami Zayn, for example, Hang tips on. them. Oh my god. Tips them both out. Oh my god, the smaller guys eliminated the monsters. They're the favourites gone at the same time, that sort of thing. And then you've got them brawling all the way to WrestleMania. Yeah. I like this. I really wish the finish looked cleaner. Um, you say doing his best Bret Hart. Maybe try and do a little bit of a better one. I know it's, <laughs> I know it's Bret. Um, the shoulders weren't down, Brock. The di- you, the difference in, and it's not just Bret, is it? Was it, um, like, this happened to Shayna Baszler a couple of times in NXT. Yes. The wrestler flipping over and having the legs backwards looks so much more, they're trapped in the hold, rather than Bobby Lashley looking a bit thick for just not letting go. Yeah. Because the guy's just lying on top of you. Well, just 
release your hands. That's but he also all, didn't that's need all to let go because one of his shoulders was up. There, and so. also his shoulders were up, yeah. <laughs> so I just, the execution of the finish let it down. But otherwise, this was exactly what, like exactly what I wanted. I thought it was interesting, really interesting that they chose to make Lashley the situational heel because Lesnar was surprisingly good, um, soaking up some sympathy and looking the older of the two, mm-hmm. looking the more weathered guy. Obviously, he nobbled him at the beginning. So I, I kind of think they nailed the layout of this and Lashley can now claim his victory. It's weird, right? So he can claim a victory that feels a little bit, well, it was, it was cheap. Mm. He can claim his victory at the Royal Rumble and yet he can sort of feel like he's not even really been defeated. The heel has to be justified in... Yeah, yeah. They've, I think they've just about... They've, what they've done here is they've nailed the booking for the rematch. So you, yes. af, after the fact, you kind of feel a bit like, oh, was I just watching something that was a chapter point rather than a destination? Mm. But I did enjoy it. I feel bad because on every review I've done of this show, and even when we were talking about it on the on the live stream on Saturday night, I kept saying, after the first three matches, this show got really good. And in reality... The first match was good. It mm. just had an iffy finish. The third match was atrocious. <laughs> and the second match was actually really good. Uh. It was just confusing the result that they went with. Mm. And that is, spoilers, yeah. <laughs> Damage Guitarl are women's tag team champions again. They defeated Alexa Bliss and Asuka. I'll point out here, because I may forget later on when we talk about the Bray Wyatt bollocks. Um, beforehand, there was an interview Alexa and Asuka are talking about how no one's ready for them and they're going to go out there and retain these titles. And the little Bray Wyatt symbol flashes up on the screen and uh, Alexa has a little glance and gets a bit thrown by it all. We'll talk more about that with the Bray Wyatt stuff altogether later. Uh, but yeah, a really enjoyable match. Um, anytime I get to watch Asuka and EO Sky, as she's now known, in the ring. Oh my God. Oh and the crowd seemed yep. into this, um, which is which is great to see. And in the end, it was Nikki Cross getting revenge on... Uh, well, not really getting revenge, actually, as I realised this, because it was actually Damage Guitar that cost her the, uh, the the match against Bianca Belair, getting yeah. involved in, on Raw the other week. But she attacks her former friend. She lays out Alexa Bliss as it looks like she's about to hit the Twisted Bliss and, and get the victory for her team. Damage Katarl win the tag team titles back. I don't know. I saw some people on, on Twitter saying, oh, this is probably so they can rack up a... F- a series of title wins so they can get the, the numbers up and say, look how good they've won the tag titles five times. You're like, you've lost them four times to do that. But still, yeah. what did you think of this whole thing? Um, I was surprised they won. I, I guess maybe what the route now is with Damage Katarl, for spoilers for later, obviously, that the longer this goes on where it seems like Sky and Kai can get things done without Bailey, mm. then sooner or later they've yeah. got to just make that official, haven't they? They've got to sort of formalise that break, I guess, because I was quite surprised by this. I thought that we'd see Damage Katarl spiral a little bit in the run-up to War Games, and it would be, War Games would be a bit of a desperate thing rather than what will presumably be the demise of the group. The match was decent, as you say. The Asuka and Eosky interactions were fantastic. Uh, Asuka is so over yes. in Saudi Arabia specifically. And and why not? She's class. But it was just, I guess it was a surprise. We still, It doesn't feel that far removed from Natalia getting a bottle thrown at her. So you never <laughs> quite know how women are going to get received on these shows. And But it certainly felt more like, I, I hate to say it, but they have, WWE, if nothing else, have done what held up their end of the deal in normalising women wrestling on the show. Mm. I'm not going to let them... I like the fact they've got proper gear now rather than just like wear your normal gear but wear a t-shirt They're getting stuff made for it. I'm not going to suggest that they're like making the country a more progressive place. (laughs) Like I'm not going to take WWE's line on that but they have at least got their shows to the point that they want them to be at. So 
it, I don't know, good for them, I guess. They should do with all that money that apparently these things are making for them. It's And the Nikki Cross thing, uh, so where are we at with her? She comes in and attacks both when she returns yeah. on Raw, both, both teams, and then she loses to Bianca Belair. Uh, but only because she got involved with Damage Kataral. So I get—I thought that gave her a bit of an out, if I'm honest. On but then she's targeted Alexa Bliss, so it's not a babyface turn. She has to fight everyone. Nor is it. Yeah, she's crazy. Yeah. But then why didn't she fight everyone? Why was it Alexa this time? I guess that's there. It works nicely with their former friendship, I suppose. Yeah, I, I was a bit yeah confused by the the booking here, but I didn't. The match was all right. It didn't quite meet the standards of the Raw one. The Raw one was surprisingly hot, mm. the Raw main event. Yes. They, they didn't really get there here. Um, but yeah, it, as you say, this is all, and we'll talk more later about the road to War Games. War Games. Featuring Bianca Belair and, and Bailey. Mm. Uh, right, I've got to talk about it. Let's talk about this bloody steel cage match. This was the low yeah. point of the night. It was absolutely awful, I thought this. Yeah. Just in terms of everything, like the action was kind of sluggish. It's a steel cage match, so it's... You know, comes with all the baggage that goes with that. You've got these two people who can't wait to get their hands on each other, but also want to try and run away and get out of the cage or go out the door or whatever. And I was surprised to see Scarlett being full Scarlett mm-hmm. in Saudi Arabia, if I'm honest. And then, God, my God, have they bungled this carrying cross return. So he doesn't even get the definitive victory at Extreme Rules. He has to use Marseille, Mace, uh, sorry, <laughs> uh, at that one. And then here... You've got the whole gimmick, and you're seeing him, and he's got the doors open, and you know me and Phil are watching this on the stream and going, okay, cool. So they've they've hit each other with some big shots, and then Karen Cross has tried to climb out for some bloody reason, and then she's going to run in, or she's going to run from the other side, and you're not going to see her, and she's going to slam the door in Drew's face, and then Karen's going to murder him, and there's the end of your match, and there's yeah. probably the end of your feud. Instead, she, yeah, pepper sprays <laughs> Drew McIntyre. All right, bit of a pep for her pepper spraying the ref as well. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she's trying to hold the door open for Carrion, and then uh, he gets dragged back in with an ankle lock, and Drew's going to break his ankle. And then she realizes, does, does Scarlet, that uh, Drew's going to escape. So she decides to shut the door and lock it again. And then the mentality of her going, ha ha ha, Drew, you'll never escape. And then him going, I'll just climb out the yeah, climb out the cage then. And he just does. He drops the floor. He wins, mm-hmm. and Carrion Cross. Oh, I almost won because I just climbed out, couldn't climb out the door because my leg are too fast. Oh, it boy. was awful, this. So I think we discussed this with dread rather than anticipation that they might have Drew win because it's not a pinfall and it would justify a rubber match. Drew and carrying on TV one more time, a SmackDown main event, you know, um, with another stipulation added to it. Scarlet in a shark cage or something along those lines where they've, like, mano and mano, it has to be settled tonight, that kind of thing. I don't want to watch it. The problem is, even if you believe... One ring, two rings. I don't care if you take it to bloody war games. Yeah. I don't care anymore. Even if you set up the reason for the match to take place in storylines, you've not given us a minute's worth of entertaining action that makes you actually thirst for it. Drew McIntyre is apparently really ill, so... You give him the benefit of the doubt a little bit. Yeah. Like, uh, apparently this... Well, according to Mike Johnson, he's fairly reliable. Um, you know, I, I'm not one... Uh, this is speculation entirely, but I wouldn't blame Drew if he thought, I fancy that story getting out there because this match sucked. <laughs> and, it, like, it's, I'm not calling conspiracy or anything, but it was just so laboured. And as you say, it didn't once 
feel like the like the culmination of a blood feud. It's why, so the seal cage, the history of the seal cage exists because the idea is nobody can really leave, but also it's so brutal, the confines are such that this fight that had no other choice but to go to the steel cage. You know, we're not even really that with Hell in a Cell anymore. So the idea that the steel cage summons all mm. these emotions is simply false. The action was as boring as Extreme Rules, and somehow they still conspired to uh, like repeat takeaway spot with the with the pepper spray with the Marseille I, I can't believe they did that as you say the slamming the door in the face at least would have been some sort of physical element to it rather than just this and it like doesn't even look or feel that powerful when you watch it on screen so why should you only why did she only have two sprays of it yeah uh-huh. I, there's a lot there's a lot wrong they're not it's weird right because it seemed to us on the outside that the reason they've gone with Drew was because he could lose and you could commit to carrying cross the whole point of this carrying cross thing is, right, Triple H loves him, so we're stuck with him. But if you commit to him, as they did in NXT briefly, you can start buying him quite quickly. Mm. He's got this crazy entrance, and we always go back, like we reference it a lot on this podcast, but we always go back to the Tommaso Ciampa in your house match. Ciampa in, what, like seven minutes was pretty much decimated. He just gave himself to that character, and all of a sudden, between that and the big entrance and everything else, and a guy saying, I'm the best, and I'm going to win the title, you go, all right, yeah, actually, you're huge, so why not? you got a good aesthetic. They've done the total opposite here. At no point has he felt like this danger on the roster. He doesn't mm-hmm. feel like a threat. He's barely squeaking by Drew here. If he'd have won, if he'd have won this match, and it would have been, well, that's 2-0, and oh, I've got you. It'd be like the Miz racking up those wins against John Cena in the feud that Cena didn't know he was in, <laughs> or Sean Stasiak trying to attack The Rock and never hitting him. He'd have beaten him with pepper spray extreme holes, and he'd have crawled out of a cage just quicker in, in a race, in a climbing versus crawling race. Well, I won. I'm the best wrestler. Like, now it goes to a third match where Cross probably wins 2-1. Is he really coming out no. of this a made man having just beaten a former world champion? Of course he's not. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was watching this on the stream going, you know, like a, a dodgy finish to the first match, a confusing finish to the second match, and then this. And I was like, not so good, Al. No. And you think, right, what are they going to do? Who can they send out to turn this show around? Oh, it's Judgment Day. Hey! It's Judgment Day here, yeah. Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, as you called as well. They had Rhea Ripley in the corner, and therefore, of course, they won. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were against the OC, uh, Styles Gallows and Anderson. Another fun match, a sort of, you know, Monday Night Raw-esque tag match, but these six mans are always a, a great time. Uh, Dominic Mysterio's the best <laughs> in terms of just like, yeah, we're winning, right, guys? And he gets in and gets his ass handed to him, and then Damian Priest is like, I'll sort this out, give it <laughs> Uh, as the same for, for Finn Balor. And the finish was, yeah, straight out of every match they've had on Monday Night Raw, basically. Except it wasn't a low blow from Rhea Ripley. This time it was sort of a, oh, actually, before that, as we called, there was a spot where there's an electric chair featuring uh, Dominic yeah. Mysterio, as we said. Yeah. Don't look into the specifics of it all. Mm-hmm. I did like that sort of double electric chair, and I think it was a superplex, wasn't yeah, it? Because yeah, I yeah. thought they were just going to go for a Tower of Doom like they did in the women's match, and I was like, oh, don't do that spot Got again. it all in sync instead. Yeah, yeah, spot on. Really enjoyed that. And then it was sort of like a forward electric chair mm-hmm. to AJ Styles from Rhea Ripley's. He was set up with a phenomenal forearm on the outside. She slams him into the edge of the ring, walks off like, oh, don't know, nothing to do with me, <laughs> and then goes, actually, I should put him back in the ring, really. Chucks him back in, coup de grace from Finn Balor. One, two, three. Too sweet yourself. <laughs> too sweet, too sweet. This turned the show around for me. Oh, I love the Judgment Day. Judgment Day. It was what I was singing all weekend, because I don't know the words nope. of that weird Alter Bridge song, but like, I love them. I totally, I've fallen in love with this act. I felt it happening in the weeks and weeks on Raw. This was the night. Get rid of the, the spooky guys with the sword and just have their faces laughing as part yeah. of the, like, 
5D thing or whatever it is they do. They are, they're like everything made sense to me here. Like the physical chemistry of the four of them is just impeccable at this point. As you was like, uh, that was the first thing I was going to lean on was Dominic Mysterio nailing. Oh, I've actually got to do this now, haven't I? And getting in there and uh, well, under control, everything going horribly wrong. And the two, <laughs> like the big lad and the good wrestler having to like get him out of all of this trouble. Rhea Ripley, the difference maker, as we suggested, you're lining up a really, like, the, on commentary, I don't know if you picked this up on the stream, but Rhea had her hair in the braids and the commentary said it was like, that he'd, she'd called, she'd insisted Michael Cole come over. Hey, Cole, get over here. You think my hair looks like Beth Phoenix's? So the, to, to the late Beth Phoenix, the like late she Beth said, Phoenix. Yeah. So they're just name-checking her at this point for the comeback. So you've got Beth Phoenix getting to work probably with the OC. Um, I did think about this, by the way. What if you bring Beth and Edge back at the same time? Because Gallo's has to miss out because he's got, like, broken balls or something <laughs> like that. And he, like, he's, he's sat in, like, the, the Kevin Nash wheelchair with the cast on his balls. Yeah, And funny. you bring Edge and Beth in at the same time. But there's you've got this eight-person match cooking nicely. Rhea Ripley is in the form of her. I've not seen Rhea Ripley in this kind of form since that one week they won a rating on NXT with uh, Shayna Baszler. People are saying that she should take over as being the leader of the Judgment she Day. She is the leader of the Judgment yeah. Day. Like, she's the most integral figure. We said it, like, if, if she's there, they win. If, if she's not, they lose, because that's the point of the heel numbers game. But the way she was, like, spidering over the ropes, she's just chewing the scenery at the moment. Everything about the act... Every single thing about his act is clicking for me. And like one of my little, uh, you know, Vincent Mann's airport test. One of mine, more on that later. One of mine is um, if I just can't get the theme out of my head all weekend. Yes. And I haven't even gone to Google the words yet. But it's... I think they're fantastic. I absolutely love this group. They're amazing. And yeah, it just continues the story, doesn't it? Of Yeah, probably three on three. They're kind of evenly matched, and it's a toss. And, and, you're in, and they're in trouble, really, because Dominic's useless. Exactly, it's kind of three on two, if anything. Um, but then you've got Rhea Ripley, who is the difference maker, and they need they need a woman to join the yep. the club or whatever they're calling them mm-hmm. nowadays. Although they did say Bullet Club here. Yeah, there's a little. I, mm. I mean, I, I can't imagine there's a, there's like three million boxes of OC unsold OC T-shirts that need selling before they pivot to that. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Ugh, right, let's move on to the other big lads match, and you're there going, oh, well, Brock and Bobby, you know, just kind of you know, played the hits, which was fun, but then yeah. the finish was... So what are they going to do? Oh, a brilliant monster <laughs> match. Uh, ignoring social media, Braun Strowman and Omos went seven minutes um, and did the most basic big lads match ever. And f- full disclosure, I had a great time watching this. I-, I said this on the news this morning. My apologies to Omos, because mm. on the preview, I was a bit like, Braun's going to win. Obviously, he's just come back. And I don't really know what you do with Omos after that. He's kind of done everything. He's been the big lad. He's been the big bad, and people have overcome them. He's been the tag team champion. Yeah. And uh, MVP wasn't there for you know, reasons. And uh, it was one of those where I was like, right, what's he going to do? Well, this, please, <laughs> just, yeah, made Braun, for brave decision as well by WWE, made Braun look tiny. Mm-hmm. Chucked him around, in the words of Adam Nicholas, like an empty tracksuit. Trash-talked for his life. Yep. And then, yeah, Braun Strowman, all he had to do was hit one running power slam to get the victory. But it was like Hogan-Andre, basically. <laughs> and I thought, this really stunned me with how great it was. There is a reason why, if you've watched wrestling long enough, you can and should still look forward to matches like this. When they're being, obviously, smartly booked, ultimately, everyone under Vince McMahon, if you're massive, turned into a dancing fool. So that was this curse that was Remember placed, Shanky? Yeah, placed upon the Giants, unfortunately. But in a, a safe pair of hands, and Triple H is nothing if not that, these are always great. You don't have to do much, but the sheer spectacle of it will carry it over the line. Don't outstay your welcome, which this didn't. It didn't. They didn't try and get 15 out of them, yeah. what seven would do. They told a very, very simple story, but told it well, of uh, MVP had no-sold Braun Strowman's size because he was not a giant, he was a monster, but monsters aren't real. So, of course, stands the reason that the giant dominates and then the monster has such monstrous, unreal power that one move gets it done. So I even like the story. Almost, by the way, has had his uh, Weetabix because he was moving yeah. like 1996 Shawn Michaels or something. <laughs> like, he was getting around. Even the bit where they're like, oh, bloody hell, over the top rope, I quite enjoyed. It's yeah, big just, lads. just to watch it happen. Go on. <laughs> um... A, a proper, proper achievement, the type of which could only be spoiled by somebody being a complete dickhead on social media after the fact. Um, a, a quick thing on that, if I may. So I've I've parked Twitter for the year. I like to get off Smart. at this time of year anyway. It's like I've gone a bit earlier, but I like to... This is pretty much the last bit of wrestling Twitter drama I was privy to before. Like. Yeah, if there's anything good on Twitter, by the way, don't worry. I've already kept half like <laughs> Like that video, if you might have seen, of the, uh, the load of lads drinking five beers and being sick in their back garden. He's seen that, don't worry. And Vince McMahon going for dinner. I got shown that this morning oh, yes. as well. Oh my god, Ronald Reagan himself—the spitting image puppet of Ronald Reagan going out <laughs> for tea. Um, I a quick thing on on Bron because I'm I'm off now. So if he wants to reply, I'm, I'm not going to see it. Uh, 
he talked about, uh, yeah, big lads, uh, fl- flippy floppies. Uh, floppy floppies, he said. Floppy floppies. He get that right. He mentioned the airport test, didn't he? Yeah, he said, his hashtag. The only thing he got right in that tweet was his hashtags. I'd like to talk about the airport test, Braun, because in Dallas this year, uh, I experienced the airport test against my will. Me and Wilborn, yes. me and Wilborn realised the airport test was real. I'm not speaking for you, I'm just speaking for me here. No, you're spot on. Friday night, we were in the presence of Omos. Huge guy, huge at heart, lovely fella. Mm. But in the presence One foot taller than me. Right, just a giant man. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm I'm six one, you're even taller. Six three, yeah. And like as we like you forget you're tall, don't you? But then you see somebody really massive, like, oh crikey, so that's what I look like. Well, like Normal heighted people. <laughs> uh so yeah, see Omos on the Friday. Uh, see Braun on the Saturday. It's like, oh, I don't have a Braun anymore. Like, <laughs> he failed the airport test because he was next to Omos. Yeah. So it is real, mate. And just maybe just enjoy your little victories rather than making them pyrrhic by going on Twitter and ruining it because this was an achievement. Imagine if Dave gives him like 74 stars or whatever he says now. Yeah. Just to Brian. But just, he did get it. So. He got it. So what are you whinging for? Like, he breaks the scale even more for Braun Strowman and Omos in sound. I, <laughs> I just think like... Yeah, we didn't go to the show, but I remember that controlling hour of event. Got what, like fifty people in a room or so. It just <laughs> like I think Braun's tremendous, but just think about it a bit, man. Maybe he needs a trip in the rage room. That's all it was. That was what it was. Yeah. He needs he like should we charge fifty dollars him to come and scream at us <laughs> five minutes? Anyway, just like why way to kill an achievement because yeah. the match was an achievement. Um, bad news next. Mm. Um, bad news specifically if you're a fan of uh, Renee Paquette because this button's getting hammered. Oh my god! The tag team title match. Oh my yeah! What a night for the Bloodline yet again. Um, speaking of which, uh, if you haven't seen it already on my Twitter at Adam Wilborn, don't worry, I'll still be on there pissing you off for the next <laughs> few months. Um, <laughs> the poster for Survivor Series War Games has come out. Oh my god! Sorry, Survivor Series, and it's got the Bloodline. Uh, it looks amazing. But let's talk about this tag team title match because it was the Usos versus the Brawn and Roots for the undisputed tag team titles. And literally on the SmackDown before, we're not reviewing SmackDown today because it's kind of pointless. Anything that big that happened, we'll talk about, of course, on the SmackDown mm-hmm. preview on Friday. Um, but they literally said on that SmackDown, oh, whoever wins <laughs> at Crown Jewel, the New Day are going to face on Friday. So it's either going to be the Brawn and Brutes, who will have had a title reign of five days, I think, or six days, uh, or... Literally, you said about to break the record of the new day. Hmm. So rubbish. Who could it be? And yet, I went, oh, cool. Guess the Broad Blues were winning the titles then in this match. They got me. This was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, a fantastic match. A fantastic match. A, a quick minute on that. Because, yeah, the way they arrived at... Did you see SmackDown before you? Were, it oh, Christ almighty. The way they arrived at this tag match. We've been hyping this as much as anybody in WWE have completely fumbled the ball when it comes to this tag match. The New Day, as you say, are either going to fight for their lives, effectively, fight for their legacy mm. against the Usos with this title reign, or just try and win the belts again off the broader brutes. <laughs> there would be no stakes attack. No. Like, they made themselves into one contenders, but then because of the spoiler situation, it's like, well... Yeah, well, all right, we'll fight the Braun Brutes, but the belts are cool. Like, that's not what it's really about, is it, Friday? And then, and then, you have the Braun and Brutes in the New Day, baby faces, team up four on two in the Usos, to the point where Sammy and Solo make the same night. Oh, thank God the bloodline here. Thank God, those, <laughs> thank God those plucky underdogs in the record-setting bloodline have arrived. <laughs> Otherwise, be, what the fuck was that? But it didn't matter on the night. An unbelievable bit of business, because it had no right to be as good as it was. The most predictable match on the show by some margin. Even more so than the main event, I would say. This yeah. was more predictable. And yet, they dragged a, a couple of near falls out of me, kicking and screaming. I thought the last uh, two and a half minutes were just 
just jaw-dropping stuff as well. Wrestled, exhilarating pace. The um, presentation of Jimmy and Jay is such that they kind of have to be... I, underlings isn't the word, but you know how it is with them and Roman. There's always this idea that the ceiling is so much lower for them. And then when you watch them get to be their best selves and just wrestle with the confidence and the assuredness of being the best tag team in the company, it's magnificent. It's brilliant. They they cheat with confidence. They double team with confidence. But they're so believable with it. They cannot be stopped. I loved this. I, I, I tell you what, I am now genuinely hyped for a match with the New Day that I think WWE have failed to preserve exactly the friday well it was the saturday i watched it but effectively the friday i went oh you've ruined that yeah and then this happened i went oh no straight you've, you've saved it you've, you've totally redeemed it's gonna be and absolutely I'm, gripping I'm buzzing for friday night yeah. absolutely and uh oh my god super 1d oh my the victory god. yeah the was it like you hit a super kick? pete dunn was laid prone and you hit him with a super kick on the top rope oh, that looks awesome yeah. as well really good and also yeah shout out to Jay, I think it was, doing that with his T-shirt around his ankles. Or something. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> T-shirt it could have been like that bloke that we saw in the, uh, the drunk videos where he went ahead like, over the bollard and he couldn't get himself <laughs> off because the pants were like locking him in place. But yeah, and credit, I, I will just say this now, credit to, to Butch and Ridge of the Fridge because I thought they put themselves across great here. They didn't lose anything in defeat. I really, really, really want before, um, I want the six-man with uh, the Brawling Brutes and the Bloodline. I want Solo and the Usos, I think, versus before we get to the Roman match, because I think there's a killer uh, six-man tag in that. Yeah. I would say trios, but I don't want to denigrate it. A really great six-man tag yeah. in the uh, proper division. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of which, look at this, Tony. A second women's match <laughs> on a Saudi show. What are yeah. you doing, Tony Khan? Bad luck, that, isn't it? Um, and another thing, an enjoyable last-person standing match. Two in a row now after yes. the, uh, the Brock Lesnar Roman Literally, Reigns. I said to Phil on the stream, when was the last good? Oh yeah, it was SummerSlam. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was Bianca Belair versus Bailey for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, you know, this may have slightly divided opinion. I did. I said this to Andy. I'm just repeating takes here. I said this to Andy on the news today. I saw some people after this going. <laughs> See, Bianca Belair's turned into John Cena, and I was like, that's not the dig that you think it is. No. And also, speaking of gear stuff, you see the Bianca's tweet about this. No, she basically made her own gear on the way to the show. I mean, yeah, hand stitched, hand sewn, whatever it was, and looked as awesome as she yeah. did. The damaged Katara white gear, by the way. Oh man, yeah, I thought yeah. you might like that. Unbelievable. And uh, Bianca's. <laughs> sorry to come back to this and again make you think like, oh, that's slightly problematic. But um, Bianca Belair's drone lips and hair ponytail in the sky. I mean, yeah, like I wish they debuted these. I don't know how much they was, must cost. Good God, but like I wish they could have debuted these drone things at WrestleMania. So you could just enjoy them guilt-free and it was just come out of WWE's coffers instead mm. of some like big pot marked blood because <laughs> yeah. they it is an unbelievable effect um but yes I, I really like the story of this match I really liked the finish actually of this mm. match um call me biased and I like the way that I could see oh, okay we're what three weeks away from Survivor Series I think it is and and I was like yep that completely justifies what Inevitably, we're going to preview on on the Raw a little bit later on today in terms of Bailey going, you cheeky. Despite the, so basically, the story of this match, aside from a, a horrific moment and then a, a joyous explosion when I thought, oh, Bailey's broken her ankle. Mm-hmm. She falls off the um, the ramp. Oh. There's just a step down and she goes down. And there's a moment where the ref's like, don't, I'm not even doing the count now, mm-hmm. Bianca, just stay away. Bailey's clutching her ankle and you're like, no, not now, not like this. And Bailey, because she's just a consummate pro, goes, oh no, no, my ankle's fine, don't worry about it. Psych! Boom! Just takes out <laughs> Bianca Belair. 
there was a bit where she like took the the guardrail, which I didn't even realize, and just went whoo into yeah. her head. Um, some rough bloody bumps on this mm-hmm. on the ramp. I think there was a the belly to belly on the ramp. Yeah, that was harder hitting than anything on the rest of the show. Yeah. I thought she was dead. Like it just hit it like. Like there was no give. There was a little bit of carpet. Yeah, but it didn't even look like good carpet. It was like night, like nightclub carpet, yeah. wasn't yes. it? That was what it was, and it's just a thud. Uni house carpet. You had me buying just to being down for ten because that looked like it really hurt. I don't need spectacular yeah. weapons stuff in a golf cart. I just need that. And then if, 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 if Bailey's legs weren't buggered, that like KOD onto the edge of a, of oh, a and she, chair. Like, desperately clawing to get a Bailey was fantastic here. Desperately clawing to get the chair away. Still hitting some of it and not the rest of it. Amazing. But, yeah, the story of this match was Bailey attempting to outsmart Bianca Belair. The rules of a last person stand, last woman standing match is put your opponent down for 10. And we saw. Ironically, John Cena utilized that to the best of his abilities when he just tied Batista's feet mm-hmm. round a ring post and went, We well, can't stand up. Get up. To the point where me and Phil were like, Is this going to be Bailey winning by like tying Bianca's hair to something low down so she can't stand up or yeah. whatever it may be? Because she was trying everything. She like trapped her under the ring, put the stairs and then a ladder on top, <laughs> forgetting that it's the clues in the title. Bianca Belair is the strong S. She was one toolbox away from doing what Seth Rollins did to the Fiend. So she gets out of that. Then um, they go up the ramp, like we say, do all that. And then <laughs> out of nowhere, <laughs> Bailey traps or attempts to trap Bianca Belair in a flight case. <laughs> and I thought, oh my God, that's a finish. That was a great spot, that. And especially when she went to hold it down. Woo! She burst out of it. See, when she got out and her hair got caught naturally, like organically, that was, was like, 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 I wish they'd played with that for another minute and a yeah. half or something. And then <laughs> Bailey gets a golf cart <laughs> and does the uh, um, the Austin Powers. No! <laughs> I'll just move out of the way. Um, get the start, like Bianca's like, oh, you're not going fast enough. So she dodged out of the way. Bailey stops her. Bianca Belair just kicks her as hard as she can. <laughs> uh, beats her up. Chucks her on the roof. You could tell the referee was like, don't fight too hard up there. That doesn't look like it support both your weight. And so me and Phil are watching this on the stream, right? And they do their beep, beep, mm-hmm. drive down the ramp with Bailey on the roof. And there's the table, right? Yeah. And we're like, oh my God, she's going to like slam the brakes on. Bailey's going to go flying off the top and go through the That's table. That's what I thought was going to happen too. So they don't do that. And I'm not sure if we said this out loud or not. But certainly subsequent to that, we said, oh, maybe they didn't do that because they were like, ugh, you know, that's going to be, you'll have all on going, woo, off mm. the top. And maybe you won't have the momentum to go through the table. Oh, no. Didn't matter anyway because she tried to do it. She just bounced off. And oh. there was a big line on the table where it's clearly meant to break. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I, I just love it when a table doesn't break. I'm a sadist. I do, but it looked sore, man. Oh. It looked really <laughs> sore. So, yeah, it eventually does. Chucks her through the table. Get back in the ring. Uh, they do that KOD spot. And then Bianca Belair outsmarts Bailey, who's been trying to cut corners to win this last woman standing match all night. Because she like they have the, the chair wedged open, and you think, okay, we're gonna do this spot where you like put her in there and you slam the ladder mm. down. No, she put her in there, she wedged her as far as she could down the bottom. Her legs are trapped, her feet are going through the ladder, she can't just lift them out. The struts have got a like, trapped in there like it's a flipping coffin or something. Yep. And then, well, why wouldn't you just lift the ladder up? Well, you can't because it's wedged under the bottom rope. Bianca Belair retains. I thought this was a really... In- I-, I get why people maybe didn't like it. I did. I thought it was a good way to set up, as I say, Bianca uh, Bailey going, really, that's how you wanted to win, despite the fact that oh, she was trying to win the whole time. Yeah. 
And yeah, I thought it was just a really inventive finish. I, I'm surprised because I didn't see this, but I'm surprised there was grief against this finish because I thought the finish was great. I thought the match was tremendous. 50 times the ladder match this was. Um, it wasn't just very, very dangerous bumps and stunts for the sake of it. I love the psychology of Bailey trying first to win through trapping her before realising that she was going to have to hit her because, my God, when these two started hitting each other, did they swing? Oh-ho! You know, when Cedric always mentions that he doesn't like somebody not committing to a clothesline, these were not committing to throwing stuff <laughs> and swinging it. Just like if there was a weapon in a hand, it was heading towards someone's head and you were stuck with it at the consequences. I love this. At the top of the ramp with a kendo stick that was just in pieces. Oh, my God. I just, I believed it. I totally bought it. Um, I thought the finish was super creative. I was also completely on the hook all over again when Bailey got up off the, you know, when she, obviously, so Bianca, the table thing that you mentioned, she does put through it in the end with the power bomb, was it? I think it was, yeah. Um, That'll make sure. That yeah, like, Bianca, it was a like oversold, stare at your hands type of stuff, but I was with her with the, oh, she's up at nine, are you kidding me? Like, Because I was thinking that was a finish, because I was thinking, oh, well, the original spot would have been this cool finish, and they've knacked it, but we're stuck with this. And to get to where we got to for the end, I was totally long for the ride with this, and I was the same as you. Mm. I was like, I can't believe they've come up with something where Bailey is going to call for war games, because, well, it's got to be. You can see how, you can see where I'm coming from. We're going to have to have a double ring cage match. I'm going to have to get EO Sky to put a bin on red. And then EO Sky and Dakota Guy, like, won the belts. Yeah, it's all good, isn't it? And it no, you don't understand. We've got we're gonna have to have a double cage match. Mm. It's the only way. Um, I I think this is this sets the table very nicely. If set, if they do set a table, it'd be nice if they went through it first time because <laughs> that looked really really. So I really like this. Uh, before we get to the main event, we got to talk Bray Wyatt. Oh, do he we have to talk to a load of bollocks? Uh, Uncle Howdy showed up and said, uh, "Take the mask off," or "Don't take the mask off," or. Uh, what do you make of all this? I just, I was just a bit like, oh, yeah, but nothing's going to happen here. We didn't find out who Uncle Howdy was. I thought we might for a split second. And as we saw on SmackDown, might as well talk about it here as well. Mm. Bray Wyatt's eventually going to snap. I have uh, but one question for you, Obon. When it comes to Fiend, why is it blue? <laughs> because I'm just still, I, I, this is for people, great. I refuse to. I refuse to acknowledge at this point this is any different to any other Bray Wyatt thing, and I think that's the thing I keep going back to and the thing where I felt I was out a few weeks ago. Like what you like. Like Bray Wyatt if you want. Like the potential of the character if it's your cup of tea. Uh, forget the fact that he's going to grab a hold and it's going to be boring. But like, being, like, who's he feuding with, by the way? Nobody other than somebody on a screen. There's no even intent of a match. Or like, w- w- were we trying to fantasy? Was this with you or was just talking in the office? He could, like, call out Goldberg. That'd be interesting. Yeah, it returns to see well, the prime Fandango and being Uncle Fandango, Harry. of course. Yeah, both good, different <laughs> reasons. I just, I don't feel. I will say, as was the case at Extreme Rules, and as was the case in the first SmackDown back, these fans were really buzzing to see him, and I wonder how far they'll be able to, for that to carry. So, in different cities or in different countries, Bray Wyatt being back in WWE, and for a lot of fans that thought they might never get to see him again, there's a certain live element where this felt bigger. Yeah. So I will I will get I'm not a complete unfair critic in this respect when it comes to to Bray. I'm not not going to acknowledge the things that are clearly working for plenty of people. I just I, I don't think this ends well, man. Like that blue Uncle Howdy mask crying and what was his he had his own uh, tell me when I'm telling lies and I've already forgotten what it was. Tell me when I'm wrong. Yeah, is that what it was? Something like that. Like the voice is stupid, the mask is stupid. I I think um but what do you like what do you think about the Alexa Bliss touch? Cute, actually. Yeah. Genuinely liked it. I would rather, I would rather stuff have happened. Low bar, I know. <laughs> Low bar, I know. Yeah. But I would rather things have actually happened that I know did happen. Um, it's you don't want to have to revisit everything, but for the 
to wipe away stuff the way they used to was stupid. So I, I actually thought that was quite a nice touch. And did you hear the pop in the building for it? Yeah. Like the fans came up for that, so they care too. Like what you like, and I like uh, drone stuff apparently because I love the uh, Bray Wyatt logo in the in the sky. Look great. Look really good. Uh, I tell you what, I also quite liked, um, and that was the main event of oh, the evening. Yeah. Um, Logan Paul is Rookie of the Year. <laughs> Folks, where's the lie? Where's the... Ah, oh, do you know one of the... Um, I was wrong. Braun Strowman's little tantrum wasn't the last thing I experienced on Twitter for 2022. Uh, oh, my God. Do you know what I found out about this what? weekend? There is a fiend Twitter for Shane McMahon. What? Or like a Sasha Susan or Roman Susan <laughs> for Shane McMahon. So I... Great take of yours, by the way, on this. Because well, Logan doesn't work every week, does he? So when he does, it's like, well, I'm going to absolutely kill myself for this, and how good can I get? ACL, MCL, meniscus, sound that, like it, yeah. yeah, because wrestling, knacks, right? <laughs> People that aren't trained should take care. And, and the bookshot Larry isn't for everyone. Well, this is it. People that aren't trained or are just barely trained have to take care, and he does not. And I kind of admire that because it's a fireworks factory when he gets in the ring. As Shane McMahon used to, and you get all these plaudits, and then away he goes back to Billionaire's Farm to recover. And I, I hate him, and I... Well, I'll, I'll talk about Logan Paul in a minute. Logan Paul, it's much the same, isn't it? He can go away now. He can take. He could probably work WrestleMania, be fully fit again. Like, how is he so fit already? Well, it's not anything other than like prepare for this one. He's not been back out on the road or something. He's just been drinking his what's the prime prime? Which I have to say, shout out to Doctor Dana who sent me some, and mm-hmm. I drank whilst we were watching this match. Delicious, delicious, is it? Delicious. I wonder if it can untear ACLs, MCLs, and meniscuses or whatever it is. But uh, that taste, if we can do anything, I had the tropical punch because of the... Uh, that's good. Uh, I like that. I like that you thought about it. Uh, good synergy. Corporate <laughs> synergy. But yeah, so there's anyway, there's people online that will be like, uh, why are you coming at Shane like that? And then you look at their avatar and it's Shane McMahon with a love heart. And there's a there's a culture of Shane McMahon superfans that are keeping the fingers crossed that it's LTST and that the Royal Rumble might have marked his demise, but it would also mark his return. We're all going like... Cody, Rock, Sammy's in. They're just waiting for, here comes the money. Oh, you're in trouble, <laughs> Roman. I'm just going to do my best uh, Captain Holt impression, by the way. <gasps> Vindication! <laughs> Logan Paul's the best. I said this. I said, without question, a few years back, I thought he was one of the worst people on the planet, and I'm not forgiving or forgetting that completely. But I do think he's taken steps to correct that. Mm. I also think it helps when you bring out his brother and you go, do you just become less dis despised well you weren't wrong there like i i this was my problem child who cuts a good promo he got a good promo that press conference i've seen some flashes of the press conference but it's something different altogether when you see him out there and i I hate i don't know you are but i hate you pal so all of a sudden your brother who was like putting quite a shift at this point by the time he appears logan paul's flat out having given his all to this match you're like all right fine begrudgingly i've got some time for you who are you? Yeah. Like, who the hell are you and where is Solus? Oh, there's Solus Coa. Like that. So I loved this match so much that I watched it on the stream, talked about it, and then went home and uh, made Anne Louise watch it because yeah. I thought it was amazing. And so Jake Paul comes out. She doesn't really know a lot about it. She knows that I quite like KSI, who got a shout out, and did? Mr. Beast yeah. in this. Um, so there's another match for WrestleMania. They've done pretty well with uh, getting Mr. celebrities Be- in. Mr. Beastman, what's he going to do? Like, I'm going to work WrestleMania, and the canvas is going to be made of a billion dollars, <laughs> and I'm going to give a billion dollars to one fan. There's something that troubles me about Mr. Beast. He goes into, like, supermarkets sometime, and there's this woman doing a shopping, and he'll be like, a, hey, you, bitch, want $1,000? <laughs> 
it's all right. Yeah, please? Well, all you got to do is say, thanks, Mr. Beast, I'm a big bitch. And then she's like, thanks, Mr. Beast, I'm a big bitch. I think, I know that, like, he's earning all this money, so he's just basically funneling it back into exactly, the content creation. Yeah. But it's like... I don't know, it's a reeks of a bit of poverty porn for me. I kind of think mm-hmm. like he's basically getting people, human beings to be his animals and pets. Like, like Trust me, I've seen rich YouTubers do a lot worse. Yeah. I, and this I've is seen a- him play Rock, Paper, Scissors with The Rock, and it, they both donate 100 grand to Make-A-Wish. So Yeah, it's like low bar stuff, yeah. isn't it? But I just, something, something irks me about Mr. Beast. I don't like... And my kids are liking him, and I feel threatened because like I <laughs> cannot play these money games. There's only one YouTuber you should like, and you're looking at him. I'll go bowling with you, and the pins are not made of bars of gold. <laughs> we'll just we'll just go bowling. That's the whole day. Yeah, but Mr. Beast, I'm a, f- Mr. Beast. <laughs> so, watch Stampy playing Mario again. I, I'm going to get my my thoughts are all over the place for this uh, this show this this match. By the way, if Mr. Beast wants to come on to the podcast. Like, I'm going to give a million do- dollars to a podcast that thinks I'm an asshole. <laughs> I will be that podcaster. Yeah, I'll I'll sit here and defend defend <laughs> YouTubers. Um, oh yeah, that was it. So I was watching it with Anna Louise and um, Jake Paul comes out and she's like, "Who's that?" And I was like, "It's Logan Paul's brother. He's a knobhead." Mm. Right? And she's like, "But." What? And I went, right, so Logan Paul, <laughs> was like, why is he a knobhead? And I couldn't put explain it. Like, yeah. uh, Logan Paul is easy. He filmed in a suicide forest in Japan, right? That, and I was like, he did that, and Jake's worse. Yeah. She was like, why is he worse? And I was like, because he's an arsehole, that's why. So anyway, we'll talk about the match. We'll try and, well, I'll, did, I'll try and Did you it. try in that conversation? Well, look at him. Well, and yes. And then she's like, oh, yeah, checks out. She kind of got that vibe. <laughs> so, yeah, um... This went, hang on, where's the, how long did it go? 25 minutes. And it flew by. So we thought it was going to be, you know, Brock Lesnar versus John Cena, but with a lucky punch, effectively. Mm -hmm. And what it was, was this amazing, like Wade Barrett, I shout him out, he's my best mate, one of my best mates, (laughs) I think. Um, (laughs) He put it over brilliantly on commentary of like, Right, Roman came in, thought he could win this in first gear. I've had matches before. I've gone, I've got this in the bag, and then suddenly they go and try, drag you, drag you to deep water, and you go, oh, I'm kind of underprepared for this. That's what it was, because it wasn't just, you know, oh, you know, you're crap, but if you hit me that punch, mm-hmm. and I'm glad they didn't tell the story of like maybe he's got Roman's number here. It was uh, he's got one thing, and it's the lucky punch, and then they start, and he's like doing like wrestling, you know, because he's got a wrestling background. Mm-hmm. An amateur wrestling background. He's like, go behind. <laughs> Roman's like, what's going on? And he gets lifted up. He's like, oh, you are kidding me. He's done that. So then he like ragdolls him a bit. Then he hits him with something. One of his, you know, generic moves of a Roman's uh, output. Puts him down. One, kick out. Right, what? Sorry, just a one. And he does it. This happens a lot. Like Logan kicked out a one for about the first 10 minutes of this mm-hmm. match. And Roman, you could see, pu- pushing that luscious hair out of his face. Looking at the referee going, just, just one. And then Logan starts making him look like a twat, put, mm-hmm. knocking him to the outside. That leapfrog where he... Get, the height that Logan Paul can get on so much stuff. Not just the leapfrog. That bit where he went for the phenomenal forearm, basically, oh my, and got yeah. chinned. Yeah. He, like, went he's out of the stadium. in the sky, man, yeah. So, yeah, so he's doing that, right? And you're like, okay, right. And then he hits a, 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 hits a Superman punch with the lucky punch, but they don't sell it as the lucky punch mm-hmm. because... Ah, uh, he's taking a bit of time to to knock him down. I think that's when he did the standing moonsault again, yeah. or a frog splash and a standing moonsault, whatever it may be, right? And then, uh, 
So, uh, sorry, I'm so excited about talking about this match. He hits the lucky punch, and because it's Roman Reigns, two years as champion or whatever, mm-hmm. Roman doesn't go down from the one lucky punch, because that just dropped Jey Uso. He punched drunk like, Ugh, uh, Paul Heyman's blowing a gasket. <laughs> no! I mean, earlier on, by the way, put to put over Paul Heyman again. I will let you talk in the next it's five right. minutes, I promise. Rise up, my tribal <laughs> chief! He's the best, right? So he hits him with a second one. And like you say, everything in your brain's going, it's been two years. We're on the road to WrestleMania eventually. That's where it's going to happen. It's going to be Cody. It's going to be Rock. It's going to be me. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be Logan Paul. And then you go, unless it is going to be Logan Paul. <laughs> because Roman Reigns kicked out at 2.999 about three times. Yeah. And every time, oh, anyway, he's not got it. Because <laughs> like, I was like, the referees have been told to shoot count, Roman. Like, if you're not doing it, then... Yeah. That's the end of the thing. So all this mad bollocks happens. I'm going to get confused and forget where I am here. And so they they fight to the outside. And it looks like maybe Roman's going to put Logan through the table. And eventually Logan gets him on the table. And there's his boys from the Impulsive Podcast. One of the best podcasts out there. There isn't ours. And he's dicking about with a phone. Mm-hmm. And me and Phil are going, what are you doing i get it you did the entrance thing on like an instagram live or whatever but come on do the wrestling and then like the the best viral clip of the year comes out because he comes off the top rope i I don't know whose idea it was whether it was the lad who does his podcast or logan paul what can make this better slow-mo mode yeah oh oh my god (laughs) and they're they're like at the end of it as he tosses the phone aside so he does that then the Usos come out and be like, what's going on here? They get into it with those two lads from the podcast. They super kick the t- out of both That's of them. That's really funny. And it's like, okay, bloodline. Jake Paul comes down to make the save, and they put over, he's a boxer, he's just beaten, knocked out, didn't knock him out. Anderson Silver comes down, chins both of the Usos, right? And then you're like, okay, right, we've had that bit, blah, blah, blah. And then... Uh, I, th- I can't remember what order this happened. I think that was when Logan hit a frog splash mm-hmm. and you were like, oh, this is it. Yeah. And he kicks out, Roman kicks out again, but again, at the very last second, and I love the, by the way, I forgot to mention earlier, they're like, oh, 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 oh. he's doing with his jaw because <laughs> his ears are ringing from the lucky bunch. Out comes, oh, like, oh. oh, yeah. And they don't even touch Logan, uh, Jake Paul and, and Solo. And the referee, Adam Pearson, oh, what are you doing? Get out of here. Right. And then... Uh, it looks like the Usos are going to sneak attack Jake Paul. I'm like, oh my God, kick his fucking head off, please. And then then they're squaring up, and then Logan Paul does, after 23, four minutes at this point, possibly with a torn ACL, MCL, and meniscus, Mm -hmm. clears the top rope with ease, jumps onto the Usos, lads. Jake Paul helps him up. He's like, so fired up. Ah, Get back in there, gets back in. Roman's had sufficient time to recover. Superman punch. Ooh, ah! Spear. One, two, three. Roman Reigns retains. Logan Paul steals the show. Mm -hmm. And Roman Reigns puts him over even more, leaving. He's like, I never want to see that guy again in my life. And oh, he's like emotional. He's got the belts. He holds them up. All the pyro in the goddamn world goes <laughs> off. And the show finishes. But, I mean, as I've probably gone on there for quite some time, I adored this main event. Like, I have nothing much to add other than to share your enthusiasm. I uh, Absolutely stirring and striking performance from both men. Um, Logan Paul's... Did, uh, did you mention 
the Bookshot Lariat. No, I've I, I mean, Yeah, like, I mean, as hard-hitting as it gets, and I, you know, you could argue there's some very layered digs at either one person or two people, <laughs> but maybe it was just because he wanted to do it and fancied it. Why not both? Yeah, it, but it looked good. It looked unbelievable. Um, I thought, yeah, like Logan Paul, I don't want to be cruel with the Shaman Man comparison, but he can obviously just do anything. And because he physically can do anything, he tries it. And most of it comes off, which is great. But his instincts are still tremendous. The same instincts we saw at WrestleMania, the same ones we saw repeated at SummerSlam mm-hmm. are were evident here. This was very much the... It's other, a baby face now. Well, yeah. This is very much the other deep waters of the, the sort of celebrity wrestling run because you've got all the protection the first time around. You've got the same guy in the Miz to kind of hold your hand through stuff. This is a different beast. This is a main event. Mr. Beast. This is the main event, <laughs> main event of a premium live event. And yes, there's loads of set dressing, but ultimately you've got to go quite extended periods where you're holding up your end of the bargain, as it were. And I thought as good as his electrifying spots were, which you've laid out magnificently there... I thought his selling was top-notch as well. Yeah. Genuinely really good. Roman Reigns, another, another next-level performance from him as world champion. I, like, there is no single wrestler that I've turned around more on in this, in this calendar year. Uh, Did you say you acknowledge him now? Oh, f*** me, do I acknowledge the tribal chief. <laughs> uh, I'll deck Jey Uso before Roman got the chance if he dares to disrespect him like he did the other week on SmackDown. <laughs> like... I thought his I thought his um, performance at Clash at the Castle was pretty special in how nobody like, I know you weren't in the building, but when you watched it back, nobody bought that Drew was losing because even Roman was looking around thinking, "Oh, my, I can't, mm. I can't do this one. I cannot get out of trouble here." And he did it again against the YouTuber, like he did that. Like the, the stakes, if you really think about it, yeah. were even more ludicrous to think that Roman Reigns is going to lose and to do this. I'm not going to train at all, actually. I'm not going to prepare for this. <laughs> not one bit was the perfect storyline detail because the first, the 25 minutes were really well used. The first 10 minutes were, oh, God, I should have trained. <laughs> like, <laughs> even if I'd have just trained a little bit, I'd have probably finished him yeah. off by now, but I haven't trained at all. This was, uh, like, I've been messing around getting oozy, and I should have been, been training. I should have been taking him seriously. I just thought the whole thing played out brilliantly. It takes, Roman Reigns is the complete world champion because it takes something to be this commanding presence on television as he is, menacing, devastating, also very funny, also leading up the the, the coolest act, the most fun storyline in all of wrestling, and then getting to the nitty-gritty of it, the match of it, and making believers out of people in the building that you're going to lose when the whole world is on your shoulders. This decision of Roman losing the title, like, I don't know, only because I can't think of more off the top of my head right now, but feels like one of the biggest the company's had to make in like 30-odd yeah. years, right? It's it's huge who, who wins this title. And he has to carry the weight of that into every single title match or the match feels redundant. Mm-hmm. That's the job. Every single time, that is the job. That's a really hard task. And he continues to do it. Uh, an absolutely staggeringly good main event this was. It was doing a bit of a gimmick. Not just, sorry, one more thing. Not a hair-ruffling... Not bad for a bells and whistles celebrity match. That. Yes. Like, I, like I can't make that clear. Top Absolutely not. Two men working to the best of their very different abilities. Yeah. As I was saying, I was doing a bit of gimmick, bit of a gimmick earlier, and maybe this is a bit of recency bias, and because he's kind of because Hook's kind of gone off the boil. I, I saw a tweet about this with Meltzer saying, you know, as Meltzer was saying, there's a lot of competition obviously this year for Rookie of the Year. Mm. I can't really see past like he's only had three matches. I know yep. Hook's had more, and uh, you know the, the initial explosion of excitement mm. with him was what it was. I just think for sheer variety and sheer, you know, like you say, you're at the end of the day. Yes, you're an athlete. Yes, you're a boxer. Yes, you're a, uh, an uh, um, amateur wrestler. I think background. I th- 
for it. You're a YouTuber. Well, do you know why? And, well, final point. Logan Paul was so good here, uh-huh. I want to see Jake Paul in WWE because I want to see a Paul Brothers versus Usos tag match. I would love to see a lot of super kicks in that match. Put it <laughs> like that. I just, the Shane McMahon thing, I don't want to like keep going back to this comparison, but it's got a point to it. Why Logan Paul is 10 times the rest of Shane McMahon ever was is because, yes, there is too much happening because he's just allowed to indulge, but he gets it. He gets what it is to be. Shane McMahon never got it. That was kind of what was so frustrating about getting to watch hype, it. Didn't yeah. Oh, well, I can do a backflip. Well, great. I can jump off a really high thing. Well, great. Like, this is, like, this is in your blood, and yet you won't really... You, you used to get it when he would run scared from the wrestlers. Yes. It was when he started thinking he was a wrestler. Logan like Paul... Brock Lesnar from a <laughs> Logan Paul, as a wrestler, gets it. And you could kind of tell that from the first moment of the first tag match back at WrestleMania. So to see that developing, the flashy stuff can't last forever. Like, I know this phrase is getting thrown around a lot these days, but the pops do run out. There will come a point where, like, the elbow through the table, the moonsault and all that, is there more? And there is evidence to me that he can put it together. Like, there is real evidence that he's another, yet another, um, even more than a Bad Bunny or the like, to kind of embarrass the performance center as well. (laughs) Because if you've got star quality, you know how to work a crowd, and that's half the job. Like I say, the best crown jewel they've ever had. Incredibly low bar that, that comes yeah. with it. But can't wait till they go back to Saudi Arabia, actually. They flew some multicolored drones over the top of that bar. <laughs> uh, well, let us know your thoughts on this uh, sensational end to the paper premium at live event uh, on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, me and Sige will be back to review Rampage a little bit later on with Orange Cassidy versus Shibata. <laughs> and then we'll be all back to preview Mananara and all the fallout from Crown Jewel a little bit later on today. But for now, this has been the Crown Jewel Review. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.